This year alone, there will be 4 million children who come in contact with the child welfare system. However, in those same communities, there are 40 million adults who attend church. You are listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javit, a podcast that presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Here is your host. Hello and welcome back to Our Urban Voices. I'm your host, Dr. Alphonse Javit. Today, I'm joined by Mark Ackerson, the New York City Area Director of Care Portal, which helps families and children in crisis. Mark simply describes himself as a man who loves God and loves people. After struggling with the suicidal thoughts, depression, and the lack of purpose in life, Mark came to know Jesus, came to know God at the age of 15. Since that day, he has been on a journey to get to know God in a genuine way and point other people to the only one who can give true purpose and fulfillment to our lives. Our topic today focuses on how churches can work to help support families and help keep kids out of the foster care system. Mark, we are so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us today. Mark, please, let's start by just a simple introduction of your family. Tell us a little bit about your family, because I believe families are important, and you are working with families. Your whole idea of ministry is family. So I believe people will connect with you when they see that you have a family, you are a family man. It, it, it humanizes us. So please tell us a little bit about your family background. Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Mark Atkinson, as you mentioned. Thank you so much for having me on this call with you. I really appreciate it. Just to tell you a little bit about my family, um, I, I grew up with just my mom in a single parent household. Uh, my mother is a saint. She uh, basically uh, put together every penny she had just to uh, move me into a safer environment so that she can take care of me and so that I could have the education and the resources and the access to resources that I needed. Um, she worked at Hofstra University for over 30 years just so that I could get a college degree there. Um, and so she is really a staple in my story. I usually tell everybody anything good about me, you can you can say that that is attributed to my mother and also to God. Um, anything bad about me, that's that's all me. So um, my mother is a big pivotal part of my story and and making me the person who I am. Amen. Well, we should have uh, actually. Um, if I would have recorded this episode earlier, I would have put this episode for Mother's Day. That would have been a perfect, uh, you know, Mother's Day episode, at least Absolutely. for the, you know, intro part. Mm -hmm. uh, to start us off, can you tell us more about what Care Portal is, how it works, and your journey to working there? Absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. So what Care Portal is, is it's a connecting technology that uh, drives action for kids and families in crisis. So what does that mean? It, it simply means this. We realized that there was a huge, a huge problem in the foster care system, mm -hmm. right? We realized that it just happened so to be a cross-section of so many injustices. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of those statistics 
that deal with the foster care system. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but 50% of all people who are homeless in the United States of America spent time in the foster care system. Wow. And 61% um, of all human trafficking victims that have been rescued spent time in the foster care system. As well as that, we also know that around 65 to 70% of all males incarcerated also spent time in the foster care system. I've also been a teacher and a dean in my life at a middle school. And so this last one really hurts my heart, uh, where only 8% of foster kids will graduate high school within four years, right? So that means 92% of foster children are either not graduating high school or not graduating on time. So we we heard these stats, we realized these stats, and we said, man, we, we've got to do something about this. And so we're guided by a quote by the Reverend Desmond Tutu, where he says, at some point, instead of just pulling people out of the river, you got to go upstream and figure out why they're falling in. Ah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And so kids are falling into the river right now. They're falling into the foster care system right now. So how can we mitigate that? Well, we actually looked at just the church as a whole. We just looked at the church and we said, man, what could we do? And we realized this year alone, there will be 4 million children who come in contact with the child welfare system. However, in those same communities, there are 40 million adults who attend church, right? So there's a 10 to one ratio of adults that attend church to kids who are in the foster care system, right? And so we realized it's, it's almost like it was a problem created for the church to solve, right? Um, even if we think about New York City, there are 8,000 churches in New York City. And the amount of kids in the foster care system around 6,500 to around 7,700 kids. So if we just looked at those statistics, we can say there's either a one-to-one -one ratio of church to foster kid or 1.5 to one ratio of church to foster kid. So this is one of those things that is solvable. We, we could solve this issue in our day. None of us have to go to the graves with this issue continuing to happen. So how does Care Portal work? It simply says, if the system is broken, let's keep kids out of it. And so it works by maybe a child welfare case uh, caseworker or a social worker or a counselor at a school. Maybe they have to put in a, a report with ACS, which is uh, the Administration of Children's Services here in the city. Maybe they have to put in a request. Maybe they have to put in a report because they've heard, hey, man, there, there's a kid who may not be treated well at home, or there's a child who may not be um, who may not be uh, being taken care of at home. They may be uh, they may be being neglected at home, actually. Right. And so that request usually goes in and then the caseworkers usually have to do a good job of figuring out, should this child stay in this family? Or should we separate this child from their family? That's a really hard thing to do. And there, there are good people every day who have to make those decisions. Um, and if I may, I think one of the difficult things about these decisions is that, take me for example, I was a school teacher, I was a dean, right? And as a dean, 
I was a mandated reporter. As a school teacher, I was a mandated reporter. So if I saw a student come into my class wearing the same shirt for three days in a row, and I smelled some body odor, I was mandated by law to tell our school counselor, hey, there may be something going on at home because this student hasn't changed, right? Um, the problem with that is, as you can guess, is simply this. Maybe that student is being taken care of by their family. Maybe he has a single mom and mom is working two jobs to put food on the table. And maybe mom actually lays his clothes out every single day for him to come to school. But he just really loves that Spider-Man shirt. So he wears it every single day and he's a preteen. So some days he skips his showers. Now we are starting to criminalize poverty and she may be at risk of having a case opened on her family when simply all she's trying to do is her best to take care of her child. So what Care Portal allows that caseworker to do instead is they can put a request into Care Portal and instead of separating the family, they can say, hey, this family just needs some help. Maybe grandma can't pay the light bill and she might lose her grandkids because of it. Care Portal will then send a message to all churches that are signed up in the area and tell them, hey, grandma might lose her grandkids. Can you help? Could you donate $100 to keep this family together and keep those kids out of the system? And the church gets to be the point of care. It's wow. not that the church gives the money to ACS. It's that the church gets to show up at grandma's door, say, we love you. Jesus loves you. And we just wanted to give you this gift that shows that and keep your family together. So I checked out uh, Care Portal's actual portal where uh, you can view the requests that have been made and also see which uh, requests have been met. You can also see the churches that are part of uh, the network in different areas by zooming in on particular cities. It's both engaging and inspiring. How does Care Portal work to add churches to its network? Is there a qualification process for churches? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. So yeah, you can see that there are churches all over the country on the interactive map, as you mentioned. And churches get added to the, the network simply by getting in contact with us. Uh, you can get in contact with me through my email. It's mark.atkinson at careportal.org. Um, or you can go to our website and you can actually just enroll as a church and we'll see you and we'll be able to contact you. And what we do is we make sure we have a conversation with our churches and their pastors. We make sure that they are okay and they they know about what, what everything entails with being a Care Portal church. And then we train them. And it's really important that they get trained not just on how to use the system, but also how to interact with families that may be struggling with social isolation or families that may have been struggling with, with poverty or homelessness or some of our, our, our families that we help are unfortunately domestic violence victims. It's really important to know how to interact with these families well so that your good is spoken of well, right? Um, and so we do that work with churches and we walk alongside them in this process so that they can receive requests and also meet needs right in their neighborhoods. Oh, that's great. Um, 
And we're going to put your uh, contact information uh, in this podcast anyways. Toward the end of this, I will all again ask you that so that we people can hear uh, about your uh, contact information. Uh, but let me ask you this. Who can make the requests? Do agencies that made requests need to be faith, uh, faith-based? That's a great question. The fact of the matter is we want to reach as many kids in crisis as possible because if we're able to meet their needs, we can stop them from becoming permanent issues, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we work with all different types of agencies around the city, um, specifically agencies that have access to vulnerable populations, specifically kids in crisis or vulnerable mm -hmm. kids. So we work with pregnancy resource centers. We also work with ACS, right? We work with the Administration of Children's Services and the government. We work with Avail, which is another a yep. great organization in the city. We work with Young Lives, uh, who serves young mothers in the city. We work with a bunch of different organizations that are dedicating themselves uh, to serving young families, to serving families in crisis, uh, because we realize that the need is great. And so we need to make sure that we're receiving requests from as many agencies that are vetted, um, agencies uh, that are trustworthy and agencies that have strong relationships with people who need the help the most. What's important about involving churches instead of uh, just individuals? Yeah, that's a great question. The goal is that Care Portal doesn't just become transactional. We okay. want it to be transformational. Okay. And so if we don't do this well, what happens is that Care Portal can just become a glorified delivery system. And that is not its intent. It's, its intent is that churches make meaningful connections with families that need the help, right? And the other thing that I also want to say is that it's not just for the families. We believe that these children are anointed by God, that the children who were cut out by the sin of the world have been anointed by God to help purify the church. We believe that these kids have something to offer us. And that we only get the fullness of what Christ wanted for us when we get in contact um, with these children as well. And so once again, it's important that churches do this because many times the request that's in Care Portal isn't the only need that the family has. And the goal is that a meaningful connection is created, that, that a relationship is created so that there can be some sort of wraparound support and extended support for this family. The goal is that hopefully after meeting this church and after getting some needs met, they get the kind of support they need from a community of people that loves them and cares about them, that sustains them and keeps their kids out of the foster care system. Yeah, I think that's, I love what you just said. It's, the, it's not uh, transactional, but it's a, a transformational. And I think that's the key for the church. Even the gospel is the same thing, you know. Um, gospel is all about transformation. Um, can you explain from your perspective why keeping families together is so important? Yeah, um, I, I think it goes back to the statistics that I mentioned earlier, right? When we think about all of these broken systems, when we think about mass incarceration, right? think about human trafficking, when we think about poverty and homelessness, when we think about educational inequity, when we think about all of these different things, we're realizing that even if we do great work, even if I do really great work and I have a nonprofit dedicated to human trafficking, 
-hmm. and, and I'm doing amazing work in the city, which is necessary and needed. If we don't deal with the foster care system, I can't end human trafficking. Mm -hmm. If I don't deal with the foster care system, I can't end mass incarceration. Why? Because there are kids being pumped into these different social injustices through way of the foster care system. So it's it's really important that we work there to keep kids out of the system and keep families together. Here's another quick statistic that will help with this point, right? Um, we did a study on Rikers Island. And we realized that Rikers Island, as we know, you know, they, they've slated to close it down um, in, in the next few years. But right now it's 140% over capacity, right? Wow. Um, and and 50% of those who have who are currently in Rikers Island have have in some way, shape, or form been in the child welfare system, been mm -hmm. in the foster care system in some way, shape, or form. And here's the part that breaks my heart. 40% of their kids are currently um, in some way, shape, or form uh, involved in the child welfare system as well. So what we're seeing is that it becomes a doom loop, right? That that foster kids end up unfortunately having foster kids and it becomes a cycle that we must disrupt. So why is it so important to keep a family together? Well, well one, for the most part, and I say this for the most part, that, that no one's gonna take care of you like your family will, right? Two, many times these families aren't being broken apart because of abuse. Right. 70% of the cases that are opened in New York City are neglect-based. And we know that neglect is biased against people in poverty, right? So it's not actually that they don't want to take care of their kids or they're neglecting their kids. It's that they don't have the resources. They don't have the, the community help and support to do that. And so we know it's super important to keep that family together by providing those resources as we can through Care Portal to keep that kid in their family. Mm. And lastly, if you talk to psychologists of any type, to be removed from your family of origin is mm. to experience trauma, right? It's it's a traumatic thing to be removed from your family of origin. I actually got the opportunity to speak to a former family court judge, and he said the worst thing that he's ever experienced in his years in the city was children being removed from their family, right? If we could in any way prevent that from happening, we should. Yeah. It's a, it's a terrible thing that the church has resources, right? You indicated that the amount of uh, churches and uh, in the church individuals too. And yet this is a condition that we're dealing with that shows you how uh, depravity works, right? Human yeah. depravity. So let me ask you this. If a church is interested in joining the network, where do you recommend they start? Uh, do you have any advice for them before starting the process? Yeah, I, I, I would say the biggest thing is just to, to have a heart for this issue, honestly. Um, the biggest thing is to have a heart to change this. And, you know, there, there are multiple times in scripture where we see, whether we read James 127 or Micah 6, 8 about just loving justice and doing the best we can for the least of these, right? Like we know that this is our Christian call. And if you believe that this is a part of your Christian call too, that's 
That's really the biggest thing you need. And then the second thing you need is, is we just say two people at your church who will facilitate the tool, right? One of the things we're careful to say is Care Portal is not a ministry. It's a tool, right? It's a tool that supports the ministry of your church. It supports the ministry of your church by letting you know the real-time needs of families in crisis around you, right? Um, and so those are the biggest things we would ask for, a heart to do this work together, um, and two people, two people from your church who can get trained by me and my team in order to run it and help utilize this tool to support your ministry. Man, I, I was about to ask you about that. Individual wanted to, uh, to help their churches. So I was going to ask you the same question. Do you have any advice for an individual wanting to help their children get on board with uh, joining the network? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So individuals can actually help through Care Portal as well, right? So any person can either download the Care Portal app or go on the Care Portal website and create an account saying, hey, I just want to meet some needs in my community. I I see that there are some needs on the map when I go on careportal.org for New York City. I want to help meet them. Any individual can go on and you can help provide a need or you can help uh, you can help donate to a need being provided for. The, the only thing with that is that we believe that churches should be the point of care, as we talked about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. um, so only churches are allowed to actually go and meet the needs. Only, only houses of worship are allowed to go and meet the needs because we want to provide them with a community. But a person is definitely allowed to uh, be able to work with that church in order to meet the need as well. So um, I would suggest that way, going on the website, looking at the interactive map and signing up and saying, hey, I wanna be a community responder that helps meet and fund needs. So there's, there's a, uh, so there's a um, category, com community responder, or you just, uh, okay, so that is, all right. Yeah, so there's a category of community responders, um, and and I'll go ahead and just make it super clear. What we're what we're looking for right now um, is we're looking for more churches to join the network. Um, we're also looking for more requesting agencies, just like we were talking about earlier, agencies that have access to to um, vulnerable populations in the city, per, particularly kids um, who need help, who need support, who need resources, right? Um, and then lastly, there's also something called community champion, where businesses can actually come along or donors can come along and make a profile on, make an account on the Care Portal platform, and they can actually fund needs for churches. They can actually mm -hmm. fund needs for churches to meet in their community, and it's totally tax deductible for them as well. Um, and it's a good way of getting momentum and energy and the resources to where they really need to be, um, as well as community responders who are individuals who would like to do the same thing. That's fantastic. And you already said that in a church, uh, two people can uh, come together and get the training from you and your organization, and they can start that in their church. So that's another, so that there are a few different things we got here now, community responder, community champion and uh, those two people who can initiate that process with you guys. Man, this is amazing. And I think it's, uh, it's important for people to understand that. But I also think, so our conversation is the, about New York City um, because it, this is our, our urban voices. I understand that, but the cities are not only in New York City. This problem doesn't exist only in New York City. 
Uh, would you mind just saying a word or two about that too? A, uh, how does it work in other cities? For example, Newark. How does it work with Philadelphia? What is? How about uh, Maryland? How, how about inner uh, city kids in uh, DC? Uh, and then, uh, uh, secondly, how uh, is? Do you guys have uh, anything on your in your um, uh, you know um, peer portal for those cities? Or uh, so just just give us some more. And if you have something in plan, share about that too, please. Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Um, Care Portal is actually uh, in around 32 states across the country, um, and so including some of the states that you just talked about. Some of these cities, however, like Chicago, Detroit, uh, Philadelphia, those are actually getting started this year, which is really okay. exciting. So there are opportunities for people to do this same great kind of work. Uh, in cities all over their country. I, I'd encourage people to go to careportal.org. Um, and if they're a church that wants to sign up or if they're a requesting agency that wants to put in requests on behalf of their clients, uh, you can actually enroll on the website and it will send an email to one of the directors and let them know, hey, we wanna be a part of this and then they will reach out to you. So the website is a great place to start if you wanna know where Care Portal is active. And you can also look at the interactive map and it'll show you where things are active as well. Thanks, man. Thank you, Mark. Before we close out today's episode, is there anything else you like to ask? Yeah, um, first, thank you so much for the opportunity to come and share about Care Portal. Um, I really appreciate you and the work that you're doing um, and also your staff. Um, I met some of your staff actually uh, at Redeemer East Harlem, and that's how we got connected in the first place. So I just wanted to thank you for the amazing work you're doing and for platforming uh, my voice, right? Platforming Care Portal and sharing about it. Absolutely. Um, and then the last thing that I'd say is this. Um, I shared a lot of statistics today, right? Um, a lot of statistics that are actually pretty heartbreaking. Um, and what I can say is this. If we do nothing, those statistics will stay the same mm. or get worse. Mm -hmm. That's that's mm -hmm. what will happen. But mm -hmm. if we do one thing, even if it's just something, just one thing to move us towards better, mm -hmm. it will help our kids. It will help our communities. It will help generations to the point where we don't have to have the crisis that we currently are having in our cities. Um, so thank you again for this opportunity. Yeah. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. I'm so happy and I'm sure uh, we're going to have you back for a follow-up. I, I, children, I'm a family man. I got four children and I and in my church, my main focus is, or our church's main mm. focus is families. Mm. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't care about everybody else, but if you're going to have a one single intentional focus, that is family. And yeah. the our vision even here where I am right now, our vision is to be a Christ-centered, diverse community, caring for every generation in every situation. So every generation starts there Amen. and it grows. And when you change that, generation changes. So if we want to change the next generation, we got to work on this generation. We can't just think about the future generation without making changes. So I totally understand when you're saying, you know, one thing, if we change one thing, it will change those numbers. Even if it's slightly different tomorrow, it's a still victory. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, so I appreciate your organization and I, I am in prayer definitely with you and we'll talk more. How can we get this out more and uh, find new ways to 
expose people to a care portal. It's, it's a great community oriented, uh, almost like a um, open source uh, uh, outlet. So I love that. That's, that's good. It's a community for community kind of idea. So I love that. And I often, I think churches tend to give certain things over to the social services and the government where church actually needs to step in and do what church is called to do. That mm-hmm. is uh, be the gospel or, uh, you know, presenter, be the gospel, actually, not presenter, be that gospel to people. So I, I love it, man. Thank you so much. A uh, great. And uh, we'll put uh, uh, our hope and prayer is to, um, you know, make this available to as many people we can, we can. But let me ask you again, as I said earlier, uh, I want to give you one more chance to make sure that the listeners know uh, about your ministry and your contact information. So if listeners wants to get in touch, how can they get to do that? How can they do so? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're a church, uh, I would go to either careportal.org or email me at mark.atkinson at careportal.org. Um, if you're a requesting agency, maybe you're a nonprofit and you work with kids, you work with vulnerable families, another way that you can get in contact with me is once again, going to the Care Portal website, and it will direct you. If you want to uh, put in requests or enter requests, it will direct you to the place where you could put your information in, and then it'll send me a message saying that, hey, they're ready to talk to. Um, So I would encourage you in that way. If you wanna be a community responder or a community champion, that's maybe a business that wants to donate to this, or just an individual from the community that's like, I care about this. I want to be a part of that. Um, I would love for you to email me at mark.atkinson at careportal.org as well. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, that will be also, also will be included in the episode description. And uh, for the last thing, and this one is, uh, there's a reason why we do this because we talk about heavy topics. I like to ask you to tell us a joke. Uh, to lighten our mood. Gotcha. All right. So this is this is a little bit of a dad joke, uh, yeah. but it, it goes like this. Um, have you heard about the restaurant on the moon? No, I haven't. It has great food, but no atmosphere. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Actually, believe it or not, I just uh, heard that from somebody else. And then <laughs> I think, uh, oh, no, no, actually, I heard it from my son. He's the one who's been telling me that. I said, he's already in training. I think he picked it up from somewhere else. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show again. That was Mark Atkinson. And thank you to all our listeners. We truly could not do this without you. If you learned something, have a topic suggestion, or would like to leave us a feedback, drop us a note at oururbanvoices.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave an honest review wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in in two weeks for more honest discussions from Diverse Voices. You've been listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javed, which presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. 